0: You are listening to the very first episode of the Tennis Files podcast. Intro, please. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome to the Tennis Files podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mehrban Iranshad. Hey everyone, my name is Mirabhan Aranshad and I am excited and honored that you're listening to the very first episode of the Tennis Files podcast. On this show, I'm going to introduce you to my brand, Tennis Files, and explain how my podcast and website are committed to helping you improve your tennis game. I also will give you some background about me and my tennis career, and I'm also going to speak with you about why tennis is so beneficial for not only your health, but also for other areas of your life. So first off, let's talk about the goal of Tennis Files. Now, the main and only goal of Tennis Files is to help you improve your tennis game. And to do that, I'm going to speak with experts, write articles and speak about my own experiences during two plus decades of playing tennis and taking lessons, competing at very high levels of the sport, And I want to do this so that I can help you reach your tennis potential. Because I know there are a lot of you out there, myself included, that struggle. We Sometimes we struggle throughout our tennis career. We have trouble improving. We have stretches where we don't seem to win like we used to. And, you know, there are a lot of other people out there who are doing better than us. And we want to know how we can be like them and beat them and surpass them. So... I just want you all to get as much free, valuable information as possible and I want you to surround yourself with tennis because the only way that you're going to be able to improve is to immerse yourself in the game, find all the resources that you can, learn what they say, as long as they're credible sources, of course, and then this is going to help you improve your game. And, you know, it really brings me joy to see people... Improve because that's what it's all about. It, you know, I have a, a passion for helping people, and by one of my main expertise is in tennis. So I figured, what the heck, man? Make a website, put a podcast out there. And so, just to give you some background, as I just mentioned, my website is tennisfiles.com. That's T E N N I S F I L E S.com. And the reason why I created Tennis Files, again, is just because of my passion for improving and bringing that passion to everybody else who wants to improve and helping them. So one day I was looking for some advice on backhand technique. And so I searched online for it. And I noticed that a lot of the websites that I ended up clicking on they kind of seemed outdated and a lot of them didn't seem to have the information that I was really looking for. And at that point I figured, you know, I have a few things. I have a lot of experience playing tennis. I have a passion for the game and I have some technical know-how enough to make a website anyway. So I figured, you know, let's let's make a website. And I figured that I could make one where I could share my knowledge and also kind of bring you along the journey that I'm taking, which is to just find out everything I can about tennis and to help improve my game. So I I made the website. I launched it, I think, back in April of 2015, and it's been going pretty well. I've written a lot of nice articles, some of which have gotten a ton of nice views. And I actually want to talk about my experience of how I got into tennis. So I first started playing tennis thanks to my parents who I love very much. My dad took me to the local park to play sports when I was around 7 or so. And played basketball, soccer, a little bit of football, football baseball, and my favorite sport ended up being, of course, tennis. So after my parents recognized this, they enrolled me in a tennis camp at the Fairland Athletic Club here in Maryland. So I really enjoyed that and learned a lot from that camp at Fairland. And then my parents entered me into the introductory level of tournament play in the juniors in the USCA framework, which at that time was called the Futures Tournaments. In my very first Futures Tournament, I reached the semifinals, and I was hooked. I mean, I loved the feeling of winning and of competing, and so I thought it was awesome. I think I was 10 at that age, so I reached the semis, and then I played another one, and I won that Futures Tournament, so that was an even better feeling. And so my parents recognized that I was progressing, so then they enrolled me in clinics at the Aspen Hill Club in Silver Spring where I trained for five or six years up until college. And so anyway, I took private lessons there, and that even further helped my game grow. And I trained with Jeff Klein and Ken Gwendell, who are both great instructors over there. And so as I improved and learned more tennis skills, my ranking kept rising. So when I was in the sixteens age group, I was ranked in the top 10 of my section and top 250 in the country, the United States, at that time. So then after that, I was playing in high school tennis as well, and I did fairly well there. And then I went to play Division One tennis at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, under head coach Keith Perrier, who is going to be our guest in Episode 2. And he's awesome, by the way. You're, you're going to learn a ton from him. So... After playing tennis there, and I guess, by the way, when when we were there in my senior year, we ended up winning our conference. We won that, and then because we did, we were qualified for the NCAA tournament, which was an amazing experience, uh, definitely the pinnacle of our team's season. And we went to Duke, and, you know, we we lost, but it was a great experience. They were a top-10 team at that time. So after college tennis... I went to law school and studied my butt off, and I took a break from tennis. I didn't really have too much time to play, so I just lifted weights instead at the school gym in between class. Well That's what happens with a lot of people. You know, they take a break from tennis, and then they come back. They love it. So, anyway, after law school, my friend Victor told me about the USTA leagues. He said he was having a lot of fun with those leagues playing on teams and advancing to playoffs and nationals and taking trips and things like that. So I played on his team and I was really hooked. I mean, we had an amazing bunch of guys on our team. And it was kind of like college almost, except not quite as serious per se. I mean, we were a very motivated team. There are a lot of teams that obviously want to win in the USC leagues. But at the same time, you know, it's more relaxed than Division One college tennis. So my passion for tennis returned. So ever since, I've loved tennis again, and I play in the USTA leagues now at the 5.0 level. And I also play in men's open tournaments. Last year, I got a few national ranking points. So I was ranked somewhere near 500, which obviously isn't amazing, but It's definitely pretty tough to get national ranking points because there are a lot of great players that play these tournaments. And in several of the tournaments that I played, there are even people who are ranked on the ATP Tour in these tournaments. And that's one thing we'll get into later, which is this challenging yourself. I know that these tournaments that I play, there's sick players, but the only way to improve is to keep upping your level and playing against better players and learning what they're doing that makes them successful then elevating your game to match and push past that level. So I'm you know obviously super glad that I got involved in such a wonderful and complex sport. Uh, it's truly amazing what tennis can do for you. I've been able to travel to so many different places because of tennis, whether it be in national tournaments as a junior or traveling in different states uh, in college. Or going to amazing places like Indian Wells for tri level nationals during the actual tournament, you know, playing a match, toweling off, getting a snack, and then watching the doll play. I, and Federer, it's just it's so many amazing experiences. And so, again, like I mentioned, I've written a lot of articles based on what I've learned and what others have taught me. And so, one of my articles, which is entitled 15 Mistakes Tennis Players Need to Correct. That one, uh, I really didn't expect this much um, claim so early on in my writing. But when I wrote this uh, last year, this article got has gotten so far 19,900 views. Oh, well, over 19,900 views and 1,700 likes, 400 comments. 900 shares. And just a lot of great people shared that article. And they really obviously loved it for that to be that many shares, including the USPTA who shared that article. And you can find this article at tennisfiles.com slash mistakes. And that's definitely a great article because I basically thought of all the mistakes and crucial things that trip up tennis players. And then I I wrote those 15 mistakes in that article. And I was just happy that I could get that to so many people around the world and so that they could benefit from reading that. Another article that was really fun for me is called the 30 top college tennis coaches reveal character traits of successful student athletes. So what I did there is, yeah, I've always wondered What are the top character traits that are necessary for tennis players to succeed? And I figured, you know, I had a fun career playing college. And I know so many, well, I've heard at least of so many great tennis coaches. And I know of several in the college ranks. So let me contact them. And this is one thing you can't be afraid of doing ever is taking action. So I felt strongly the urge to find this out. So what I did was I emailed 70 of the top college tennis coaches in the country and asked them the most important character traits of top student athletes. And 30 of them sent me really invaluable and life-changing responses. And I received a lot of props from those coaches as as, as well as others, from players. And again, I received tons of shares, likes, comments, retweets, etc., so you can find that article at TennisFiles.com character. And I really, really, really encourage you to read that one because it's going to go through a lot of the top character traits that are required for you to become successful. And, you know, obviously a lot of those carry over into life, such as being disciplined, being gritty, persevering in in the face of adversity, you know, work ethic, things like that. So I definitely want to take a look at all those awesome responses. And I mean, again, out of those coaches, 16 that replied coach top 20 ranked schools from the Division 1 level. So these are the top coaches in the nation in college that are giving us this advice based on coaching tons of players. So definitely want to check that out. So in addition to writing these articles to help people, I also had a wonderful experience thanks to having this uh, website, TennisFiles.com. I applied for a media credential pass for the City Open this past year, 2015 City Open. And the City Open graciously granted my request. So... It was just truly awesome. I put a lot of hard work in. You know, I'm also an attorney for the federal government. And in my spare time, I write these articles and I'm starting this podcast up. But um, so right after work, I'd go to the City Open every day and I was able to interview a lot of top players. And that was a heck of a lot of fun. I mean, I was able to go to the press conferences of players like Kane Nishikori, John Isner, Sam Stoser, and other sick players. And then, like I said, I interviewed some great players, such as up-and-comer Yoshihito Nishioka. I interviewed Ivan Dodig and Marcelo Melo. And in all, I think I did about eight or so one-on-one interviews and you can find those interviews as well as some great footage of Katie Shakori practicing if you just go to tennisfiles.com YouTube. And that link will take you directly to my YouTube page where you can check out those videos. So I worked my butt off, did a ton of interviews, recorded press conferences, um, watched the matches, and then wrote match recaps every single day. And it was awesome. So, you know, I just, I do all this work because it's twofold. You know, writing all this stuff and learning from other great players and coaches will help me improve my game, but it would also help you improve your game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore dealmaking across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. And that's what I love about it. It's it's like we're taking a journey to improve our games together, to reach our tennis potential. And that's another thing, I you know, again, I love tennis, and that's a big reason why I'm doing this, because I want tennis to get the proper respect that it deserves, you know, especially in the United States right now, football and basketball, they pretty much reign supreme. And sure, they are great entertaining sports. But I think that tennis is underappreciated, and it needs to spread more. So I think that if we have more outlets, you know, if we have podcasts up about it, interviewing experts and a website, you know, with articles about it. And that's just an opportunity for more exposure for the game. So why not do my part? You know, tennis has done so much for me, so I want to give back. And like I mentioned, I am an attorney for the government, and I also am on the board of directors for the Montgomery County Tennis Association. Thanks to Alan Klein, the president, along with Haley Hughes, the executive director, they asked me to be on the board, and I I was truly honored. And the thing is, it's such a great opportunity to be able to help the game spread. And this is just like what my goal is for Tennis Files. It's the same thing. I'm, I'm on a board, and I'm able to have some influence on what goes on in our community and to try to help spread the awesomeness of tennis to our community and beyond. So I'm really grateful to be on the board of directors for MCTA. And that's a lot of fun for me. So now I want to talk a bit about the benefits of playing tennis. And there's so many that translate to your life as well. So first off, super obvious, it's a very healthy activity. I mean, there's so many different skill sets you need to have and physical skills. You need to have uh, long-term endurance. You need to have speed. You need to have strength, balance. It's... A lot of work. I mean, you burn a ton of calories playing tennis, especially in singles, in doubles too, of course. And so it's super healthy for you. And I love it. And second, tennis, especially if you compete, it forces you to learn how to succeed because there's so many different aspects of tennis. You know, there's so many different s- strokes, first off, forehand, backhand, serve, volley, overhead, drop shot, whatever. And then on top of that, You know, it's not just stroke mechanics, then you put into it, oh, you know, there's a mental aspect, like, oh, gosh, this big point, what do I do? And there's strategy, and there's so many facets of the game that go into you succeeding uh, to determine whether you win or lose, that you have to keep thinking and learning how to improve if you want to succeed and be a winner in the game. And so that's how you should approach life, you know? You have to... Figure out what what am I doing right? What am I doing wrong? Okay, how can I fix what I'm doing wrong? What's the plan for that? Uh, how can I keep moving up the ranks? I mean, you, that's the same thing with life. You got to keep improving. And that's why tennis is such a beautiful game. Third, as I mentioned, tennis develops your mental fortitude. I mean, so much of tennis, the majority, I think, is mental. You know, you have people with ugly, but ugly strokes, and they win. And you think, what the heck, how did this guy win? He looks like he doesn't know how to swing the racket properly, so what? what is the deal? And that's because they are mentally strong, you know? I mean, you can have ugly strokes, um, not ideal, of course, but you can have ugly strokes, and you can still find a way to win. Because a lot of things like your belief in your abilities, your strategic approach to each point, and being able to block out other extraneous distractions, those types of skills are paramount in tennis. And without it, you will f- falter in as you go up in the higher level echelons of the sport. That's why when people practice, They often play amazing because they're loose and relaxed. And then, oh boy, I'm in a tournament. I'm nervous. What's everyone thinking about my game? This is a huge point. I can't lose this point. Oh, you know, what's that dude with the ugly shirt doing on the side? You know, it's distracting me. All these things you have to be able to block out and focus on the process. So that is an amazing benefit to learning how to compete and winning By playing tennis fourth tennis helps you learn how to deal with defeat you are definitely going to lose when you play tennis and you know the wrong way to go about it is to say oh I suck I should quit if you want to be a winner in tennis and in life you need to learn how to deal with defeat you've got to sit down after your match and say alright you know I did these things these things that I did were good but I think that I lost because of X, Y, and Z. Now, my game plan to improve X is going to be this, and Y is going to be this, and Z is this, and that's how you thats how you learn to deal with defeat, um, <laughs> by competing in tennis. That's going to help you do that. Fifth, tennis l- helps you learn how to plan, because there's a lot of planning involved when you are competing, playing tournaments, like, okay... What's the optimal training schedule for me? What's the optimal amount of hitting? The optimal amount of tournaments? Like, when am I going to play these tournaments? So, to be the best possible player you can be, there's going to be a lot of planning involved. Because you need to have goals. you got to set goals. And then you have to forge a plan to reach those goals. And a great way to do that, by the way, is to write a mind map. I mean, you can either do this on a piece of paper—it's essentially a flowchart—or you can go to tennisfiles.com/mindmap, and there you can construct a flowchart on your computer. And you know, all you really have to do is just write a goal, and then you write the—it's like a flowchart—and then you just write your plan on how to reach it, and be specific as possible. So that's going to help you plan. Tennis is going to help you learn how to plan, and that's the fifth benefit. Another benefit is that you will make a lot of lifelong and helpful friends and connections by playing tennis. I assure you. I've landed jobs specifically because of tennis players that I know. Great connections, great people who are willing to help me. There's a ton of classy people in the game, I'll tell you that. And it's truly wonderful. I mean, all these people, they support me when I see them. It, it makes me happy. I mean, they're just, it's just really, it's really great to have wonderful friends, um, and you can definitely find those in tennis as long as you're not, you know, an a-hole. <laughs> and seventh, and most importantly, tennis is a lifelong sport. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen people play not just on tennis courts for fun, but in tournaments who are 70, 80, 90, even 100 years old. You think you can play football when you're 100 years old? You think you can... uh Do a double-fisted jam, double-handed jam on the basketball court when you're 100. I mean, if you can, Godspeed, but that's going to be rough on your knees, buddy. So tennis is truly a lifelong sport. It's great for the health. You see a lot of people in wonderful shape. I mean, one of my friends, Reggie, he looks like he's 25, but he's like 50 or something. I'm just kidding, Reggie. He's like 40, but it's just amazing. Uh, this sport, it's gonna keep you healthy, gonna keep you going for a while, and you know, again, if you if you're gonna choose a sport that you love, it might as well be a sport you can play forever, and tennis definitely fits that bill. And if you'd like to check out an article that I wrote, which is called "The Seven Reasons Why You Should Play Tennis," you can check that out at tennisfiles.com slash reasons to play. So that is that. And I'm just going to give you a little disclaimer, you know, I'm a lawyer, so I'm a C-Y-A? No, C-M-A. <laughs> I'm sure some of you will get that joke. But anyway, you know, irrespective of the advice that I and my guests will give you, I am not a doctor, although I'm a jurist doctor. God, I'm sorry for the lawyer pun. So be sure to consult your doctor for any fitness or nutrition suggestions that I may make on the show. Now, the last thing I want to do is tell you why my podcast, the Tennis Files podcast, is going to be a bit different from the other podcasts. Now, I have a lot of respect for everyone that is putting content out there of high quality, whether it be on the internet or podcast or whatever. And thing that's going to be unique about the Tennis Files podcast is right now, if you check the Tennis podcast on iTunes or wherever, you're going to find... Uh, A couple different types. There's going to be a few that are strictly instructional. And those are great. You know, obviously, they're very helpful. You should definitely check them out. And then you're going to find ones that are devoted to the professional game. Hardcore ATP and WTA followers who watch every match and comment on them. That's cool. But this one, this one is different because I'm devoted to your tennis success. And what I'm doing, which... I have not really seen other podcasts do, is they I'm going to bring on experts in the game. I'm going to bring on the best coaches, ATP players, top players of every level, and other tennis experts, authors, doctors, whoever, who are involved in tennis, and I'm going to interview them, and I'm going to ask them the questions that I think and know you want to hear. And I'm also going to be asking you what you want to hear from these guests. So again, I will interview the best tennis minds in the game, just like my open said, my awesome open. <laughs> and then I'm going to ask some questions. And so I haven't really seen a podcast like these for tennis. So I I figured, hey, let's let's do this. So it's going to be a mix of these interviews with the tennis experts and then podcasts of me just speaking about things that I've learned and want to tell you as well. So it'll be a mix. I really think you're gonna gain a lot of value from this podcast. It's free, totally free. And I'm just doing my part to put all the free knowledge out there that I can for you guys so that you can improve your game. That's what I want you to do. Improve your game. And I'm committed to helping you reach your tennis potential. Because tennis and life are all about continual improvement. And that's what Tennis Files is all about. So, if you have any questions, you can contact me at mirban at tennisfiles.com. And that's spelled M-E-H-R-B-A-N at tennisfiles.com. You can also find me on my Facebook page at facebook.com slash tennisfiles. And I'm also on Twitter At Tennis Files is my handle on Twitter. And you can also check me out on Google Plus as Tennis Files. Lastly, as I mentioned, you can check out my videos, my YouTube videos, on TennisFiles.com slash YouTube. So if you enjoy this podcast and, you know, keep listening to the other episodes as well, if you like the, the Tennis Files podcast, I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe And if you really like the show, if you would give the show a five-star rating, that would be super helpful. Or, of course, any rating that you think the show sees fit. So, in closing, I just want to thank you guys so much for listening to the very first episode of the Tennis Files podcast. I'm committed to helping you improve your game and reach your tennis potential. And we're going to take this journey together to be the best tennis players that we can be. And I really look forward to serving you and talking to the best minds in tennis and sharing what I learned with you. So cheers to you all, take care, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.